Hey, blow up. Welcome back, everybody, to the All Things Sports Podcast, episode 28. I'm your co-host, Julian. My other co-host is Danny. You guys know that. Uh, And it's been another interesting week in sports uh, that we get to talk about for the 28th time. So that's fun. We know, by the way, the Heat won tonight, so I'm happy. I was in a good mood. Um, Hell yeah. But a lot's been going on in basketball as far as, you know, this MVP race heating up. You know, you got guys like Anthony Davis and Damian Lillard trying to get their pushes in. Um, You know, in the NFL, the Rams came up clutch on two cornerbacks over the past week. I know. Um, And these trades, like, like you can't even make the trade yet. Like, these are all, like... They're all set. Like, right when the trade deadline hits, um, shit becomes official. And, you know, that's just a week into all of this, you know. once it, cl- Everything closer to the draft is just going to get crazier because, you know, teams getting desperate to move up. You know, it's a heavy quarterback draft, mm-hmm. and teams are looking for their franchise guy. You got, you know, the Broncos, the Jets, the Vikings, the um, – the Browns. Saints, the Saints are looking for a backup. The Cardinals are looking for their right. future starter. Cardinals. So, a bunch of teams looking for quarterbacks, you know, probably be eager to to trade up in the draft. And you got teams like, you know, for example, Indianapolis or uh, Cleveland's second pick, you know, you know, or their first pick. You don't know what they're going to do with it, um, where they see that maybe another team might trade up to get a quarterback. They can still draft their guy and still get something in return um, without – that backfiring on them, hopefully. But I wanted to get into some NBA talk first, and then, you know, we'll break down this NFL madness that's been going on. I guess we can kick it off with Steph Curry going down, spraining his ankle for the fourth time this year. Yeah. And you just told me it looks like Steph Curry, Monte Ellis days. It's like rookie Steph when they everybody said he had noodle ankles and they didn't think – he would even be where he's at right, right now because of those injuries. So it's just crazy to me. I didn't even know he had sprained his ankle four times this year. That's yeah, I remember like one of them. I don't remember the other three. Yeah. But that's just that just shows how, how good the Warriors are. Because they every time Steph goes down, you know, they just pick his back up and call it what you want, but if they don't sign Kevin Durant and, and they have this liability of Steph Curry's ankles come back to haunt them in any sort of way, they're in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't think they're in trouble even with Steph out. I mean, I think they're in a little trouble. I still think they can get to the finals and definitely win it. Uh, KD leading, you know what I mean? Klay Thompson and all the players they have. But it, it's just sad to see that, you know, somebody so good and talented can can really just, got those lingering you know. Yeah, that stemmed from his – his rookie year, it's just crazy, but I think the Warriors will be all right. Yeah, they'll be just fine. Another scary injury was Celtics forward Jalen Brown going to the ground pretty hard after. He was basically running full speed and dunked the ball like DeRozan style, 
and just couldn't, you know, grip the rim to hold on. He just fell on his head and looked unconscious for a minute and he got stiff. Pretty scary sight, but he walked up on his own power and, you know, that's good to see. Uh, you know, as we said, Philadelphia and Miami did play tonight and Miami got a big win because that, you know, evened them up at 2-2 and obviously they're ahead of us in the standings right now. They're fifth and we're, or they're fifth, right? No, they're sixth. They're sixth and we're seventh? Seventh. We're, we're one uh, game back now. But we're a game ahead of Milwaukee, I believe. Either, I know we might be a half game ahead of Milwaukee. We're a half game. Because yeah. we're 35 and 31, they're 34 and 31. We just got to hope, you know, Milwaukee keeps keeps struggling. I mean, I know they came back versus Philly earlier this week, but... Detroit and Charlotte, they're pretty much out of it. Right. They're like five to seven games back. So it's really a matter of seeding right now. Yeah, and, it, up where. you know, I, I'm wondering where the Cavs end up. You know what I mean? Sitting at 38 and 26 right now, uh, they're basically two games up for thir- uh, at third place. With Washington and Indiana just slowly chilling, mm-hmm. chilling right there. Indiana's just been rising all week, and for the past you know month they've been playing good basketball. They're six and ten, uh, excuse me, six and four out of the last ten, and you know heading into the playoffs. It's funny because I saw somebody tweeting about you know Indiana's making this slow push to the playoffs, but you know they're they're. What they're hoping for is that they can hold on to a top, you know, a four seed. But I really doubt that that's going to be the case. I think Philadelphia has a better chance. And I think, obviously, Miami and even Milwaukee have a better chance of finishing out the seasons better than Indiana. But Indiana starting a playoff series on the road, never a good thing, you know. Not when your best player is Victor Oladipo. And that's not to discredit him, but playoffs is just a whole other animal. And yeah. It's team basketball there. So, I mean, ain't no Victor Oladipo carrying the Pacers throughout, throughout the playoffs. Because all, all these teams in the East have playoff experience, except the Sixers, but they have a – they have a – I would call Embiid a superstar. Oh, they have two superstars. Yeah, and then Ben Simmons. Like, they, they – and plus they've got all the vets, the season vets on that team. I think Indy probably – they're the, the least prepared for a playoff push out of any team in the East right now. Yeah. Um, obviously Washington, it's funny. We're going to have to say, you know, John Wall is going to have to get reacclimated for the playoffs, but they've been playing pretty good without him. And you never know. You know what I mean? He's definitely captain of the team and best player on the team. You never know how, you know, him coming back from a knee surgery at the biggest time of the year is going to impact the team for the better or for the worse. Uh, they're hoping to, you know, get a top four. Everybody's hoping to get that four spot. I think the top three is going to be Toronto, Boston, and Cleveland. Um, and then whoever can get that four spot and secure that home field advantage for the first round, at least it's big because I mean, if Philadelphia drops, I think if Philadelphia drops to eight, they have a good chance of beating Toronto in a seven game series. I, I don't think Toronto's a, a great, that's if Toronto even holds up for the one seat. Boston might edge that out of them. They've been yeah. playing really good. You know, nine, nine and one of the last 10 and, uh, scoring one twelve a game They They've won. 27 games at home only lost five so obviously the home court is a big thing to them they're gonna get it in the first round probably throughout the playoffs till the eastern conference finals uh but they're shaky you know playoff lowry playoff valentunas mm-hmm. i'll give it to playoff to rosen but that's about it and uh 
they they got a you know one of the best benches in the league, so that should help them. But very inexperienced, and we saw what Cleveland did to them. Yeah. So, um, Detroit Detroit doesn't look like they want to make the playoffs this year. Uh, they're about five games out right now, mm-hmm. and they just lost they just lost a tough one against Toronto. Plus, we hold the tiebreaker over them anyway. Um, there's a three-way tie for the eight seed in the West right now. There's a three-way tie between Denver, Utah, and the Clippers. The Clippers have the tiebreaker over both of them, so they're mm. sitting at eighth right now. But the Jazz are the hottest team in the league right yeah. now. They've won 16 of their last 18. They're fucking rolling. And the fact that they were the 10th seed when they started this streak and – Technically, they're still the 10 seed right now after winning 16 of 18. That's, that's just wild to me. That's crazy. But they're only four games back from the three seed. That's how close the West is from three to 10. Right. It's, they're separated and, by four games. And, you know, like you said, three to t- or eight to 10 is separated by a game. Um, Los Angeles is about six games out of 10. You know what I mean? So they're seven games out of the playoffs, but they've been playing really good. And, you know, I, I feel like they're getting a little groove. You never know. You never know what's going to happen. You know, the Clippers, if they fall. Want any one of these teams, you know, slip up and start losing. L.A. starts winning. You know, there's still time. So you can't count it out. That's the craziest part. You know, you got Utah, Denver, Los Angeles, and the Clippers. I'd give Los Angeles credit, and, and I respect their push for the eighth seed, and I think it's legit. So, Oklahoma City, I wanted to talk about them sitting at 38-29, and 29, 7th in the West, or tied for 6th. Uh, I don't know if they have the tiebreaker versus Minnesota or not, but I know they're not playing really good against Western Conference teams. Mm-hmm. They're 6-10 and 10 in their last – and 6-4, I keep saying that, 6-10 and 10 out of their last 10. Uh, but we saw what happened when they played the Rockets. And – this Western Conference playoffs, in my opinion, is is going to be pretty good. I mean, as far as first round, if it holds up, well, we never know because, like we're saying with the Jazz, and let's say the Jazz, we're going to put the Jazz at the eighth spot and leave the playoffs. Um, I'll put Oklahoma City to finish higher than San Antonio, and damn, San Antonio, that's crazy. So it's <laughs> we're looking at the standings and Portland's at three. First of all, Portland's at three right now. Mm-hmm. New Orleans is at four. San Antonio's at five. Minnesota, Oklahoma City tied for six, right? That's a two game, you know, two, two and a half game lead from three to seven. Mm-hmm. So we don't know. I can't even, you know, I don't even want to say if the playoffs start right now because the seedings. Three to seven is just a cluster fun. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even be comfortable in saying, you know, I think this team's going to play this team. So we're going to have to wait. Obviously, Houston's going to win their first round matchup. Golden State will do the same. But it'll be very, very competitive to see, like, you know, an Oklahoma City Thunder versus Minnesota or, like, a San Antonio versus a Oklahoma City or New Orleans. I mean, New Orleans-San Antonio, I think San Antonio will take that, especially if Kawhi comes back for the playoffs. Um, but I just think these Western Conference playoffs is going to be pretty competitive in the lower half, and then, you know, we're just waiting for Houston-Golden State, really, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And in the East, we're waiting for Miami-Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. And you never know. We might That might be our first-round matchup. 
I mean, would you rather play the Celtics or the Raptors in the first round? I'd rather play Boston, to be honest with you. All right, get it out the way. Yeah, because we have Boston. Play them fresh. We yeah. got their number. We play them fresh in the playoffs. But with Toronto, some fuck shit always happens when we play the Raptors. They have our number. Some, it's always some fuck shit. It's always so close, and they always squeeze it out. Except that one time with Wayne Ellington's uh, game winner uh, up at the rim. I remember that. Always yeah. some fuck shit when we play Toronto. But Boston, they can't beat us. Yeah. Seven games? No way. Hell no. I don't give a fuck. I st- I'm starting to miss Deion Waiters. I know. I miss his, like, his... Just the, the aura and the, you know, his, his, his attitude. Yeah. yeah, I miss that shit. That toughness he brings. I mean, obviously, we're doing pretty good. You know what I mean? Uh, thankfully, we have Wade back, so we don't need him. But to see him in the playoffs alongside Wade and TJ, you know, it's, it's exciting. Be exciting. I wanted to see him play I last how year. He feels knowing that he can't be out there. That's just Man, like killing him. Yeah. Inside, but. He's playing Fortnite and GTA all day. Yeah, I know. I got to add him. With the sure chef. It's, it's a vibe. It's a vibe at the crib showing the security cameras. Shout out Dion Waiters. Shout out Dwayne Wade for that alley oop he hit tonight at 36 years old, raising the roof with the Dion, with the Neon Dion. Bro, ever since Wade's been back, Whiteside and Winslow have been they've been playing like we've wanted them to play for so long, bro. Especially Winslow. That man It's that chemistry. Winslow's Winslow, knocking Winslow's it down. Winslow's taking that leap right now. And tonight we saw it. We saw it when we turned the game on. He's shooting with confidence and he's just he's just mad. I feel like he's a little mad now. You know, I feel like he feels the disrespect. He he made that three and stared down the wizard mm-hmm. bench. You know, I he's got that chip on you him. You know, yeah. So and Heat fans are talking about him. You know, they're they're crabbing at him. He's got to know that that there are a lot of Heat fans out there. We don't claim them, first of all. <laughs> oh, he's a bust. Bust this Winslow. That's pretty funny. But I don't agree with him. I will never condone that. Nah, but like, how are you going to try this, dude? The man, like, just turned 21. It's his third year. He's barely even got one full season. Had a shoulder surgery. Yeah, and now he's shooting like 45% from three this season. He's got all the confidence in the world. He's pulling up on anybody. He doesn't give a fuck. And then you see him at the end of the Phoenix game. Yeah. 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 Marquise Chris, come get us. And Marquise Chris can, he can play some defense. He can get up there too. He'll block somebody at the rim. But we we see it. When Winslow goes up, you better watch out. Winslow's about to have his breakout year next year. So, I mean, interesting playoff race with – how many games are left? I believe there's like 17 games, I think, or something like that. Um, we played 66, so there's 16 games left. Nice. And tonight was actually the last night we're wearing the Vice jerseys. Yeah, I saw that. And we finished with a above 500 record wearing them. We went 8-7 and seven Okay, the we started off like 0-4, so yeah, I appreciate I that. Yeah. Um, Wade came, we started winning some. If we want to talk about this draft that's coming up in the NBA... You know, teams like Phoenix, Sacramento, Memphis, Atlanta, and Brooklyn have a good chance in getting that number one pick. Um, so Phoenix has a 21% chance. Sacramento has a 14% chance. Memphis has a 15% chance. And uh, Atlanta has a 13% chance. Obviously, that Brooklyn pick is going to Cleveland. So they have a 9.9% chance. The fact that they have a 9.9% chance to get the number one pick it's fucking crazy. That's one in ten. <laughs> what if Cleveland got the fucking first overall pick? That's scary. I mean, or whatever fucking. Well, yeah, they could get it. There's ten. There's a ten percent chance. Uh, what was I gonna say? Fucking Phoenix has three first round picks this year. 
they they could package the the two one of them is from us and the Dragic trade. <laughs> um, what if they package that and they get in the lottery twice? And it's highly possible. What if they do like some Cle- like some fucking Cleveland Brown shit and have the one in four or some shit? Like they're that team. Man, mm. I don't even know. Devin Booker is just a solid, solid, solid piece to start a franchise around and build. Um, obviously, you're gonna need a point guard. I don't, I don't think Alfred Payton's the piece that you're gonna be looking for. He's a definitely a good. He's a solid he point guard. Well. He's, he's a solid well. point guard. He has, but at the end of the day, to get over that 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 hump, that Phoenix man, Phoenix used to be one of the best teams in the league consistently, like historically. You know what they, I mean? So they're like, I, I think we don't fact check. But I'm pretty sure I saw a stat somewhere that like the Suns are like the winningest franchise ever wow. in like NBA history or one of them if, or something. Don't quote me. Don't Google it. Steve and, Nash. And make me look like an Steve ass. Steve Nash. For real. Even back to the Barkley days. There you go. Um, in other basketball news, obviously we still have uh, Douglas and that whole situation and all the victims on our mind. And um, wait. Dwayne Wade is, is a great guy, and the reason I say that is because we, we played Washington, had a tough loss, and if if we want to, as, as and I would, as a hard Heat fan, and and as, as me knowing how great of a player Dwayne Wade is, no matter how those refs botched the game, Dwayne Wade had a chance and blew it two times. He had came down, gave him a turnover when we needed a bucket, came down, had a chance to tie it up, and blew a layup, really. Because um, he got there. He'll make that nine times out of ten. He faked the spin move, and he had He'll to make it. Right I mean, front. great help defense by Kelly Oubre, but Wade, Wade's got to get that in there. I don't care. So the fact that, you know, as a basketball player, this is on your mind. It's a tough loss against a great team or a good team. I don't want to use that word. A good team where they're not great. we're fighting for playoff spots with them, and we need the wins, the late season wins where the tiebreaker matters. Uh, so Dwayne Wade, whatever happens in the game happens. Uh, we fly back home, or they fly back home to Miami. They get here at what four in the morning, and by lunchtime, and Stoneman Douglas, which is in. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Parkland, Florida, <laughs> is probably a good hour and a half from South. Beach. It's basic. It's basically West Palm Beach. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Boca, but this man drove over an hour to go see these kids when he probably got four hours of sleep. Coming back from a, a road game in D.C. And, bro, him coming back to Miami, this shit's bigger than basketball. It really is. He means The electricity so much. in the city is... He is, means so much to South Florida. He's he's our generation's Dan Marino. But, yeah, like, bigger. Yeah. But bigger. Yeah. Best South Florida athlete. Ever. In history. So, he, he had sent out some tweets. He said... Uh, I just had a great conversation with some students at Stone and Douglas High School about some important, impactful things that they planned. I'm looking forward to being more involved in the change that they will create. Hashtag MSD Strong. And then he also sent out um, our conversation about budging the, uh, excuse me, bridging the gap between students from Parkland, Florida, and Chicago was really impressive. These young adults get it. They understand the power of their voices for the ones that often go unheard. So, you know, much respect to Dwayne Wade and what he's, you know, what he's done, like you said, for the city of Miami, for, you know, the whole Tri-County area in South Florida. Just bringing that energy back that, as you said, again, is bigger than basketball. I saw someone called it, someone called Broward County, 
Brown Wave County. Brown Wave County. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I wanted to get into the MVP discussion because it's, it's serious right now. And I'm basically looking at – I mean, you can't really dumb it down to three. You have, obviously, James Harden. You have Anthony Davis. You have LeBron James. Um, I'd put KD up there. You can put KD up there. And then is it too much to say Damian Lillard's pushing or is it too late for him? I mean, I, I personally think it might be a little too late. But if he continues this, these numbers, you know, to finish the regular season, it'd be hard to put him over, you know, James Harden, who's done it consistently. But you definitely – he might end up in the top three. You know, you never He's gotta know. He's got to be in that conversation at least. You have to respect that. Because Portland's won, what, like nine games in a row right now? And he's averaging over 35 points a game, like over that stretch. It's like, nasty. The man is just – he's going to look really good in the heat uniform. But, I mean, you got uh, – excuse me, guys like James Harden who averaging 38 and 5. Um you got guys like Giannis Antetokounmpo. Was he putting up 28, 10, and 4? 27, 10, and uh, a block a game. That's what they'll give him. And then the ageless LeBron James, who's averaging 27, 9, and 8. Eight and a half at that in his 15th year. You know, I think you kind of have to put that into perspective when you're going into the MVP talks. Oh, in of course. 15 years? That's insane. Anthony Davis has come alive like a, my player in the last 10 games. They won the last He's 10 a games. Yeah. Turn around jumpers, three pointers, put back dunks, blocks. The top fucking, uh, the top four seeds in the West right now have combined to win like 42 straight games, bro. The, the, those four teams are fucking balling right now. All four of them are on are on crazy win streaks. Wow. Um, just a side note, we have the San Antonio Spurs playing the Golden State Warriors. As I mentioned, Steph Curry did leave the game in the first quarter. The score is 74-73 at the two minutes left in the third. So obviously an offensive impact that, you know, gone wrong for Golden State, 73 points in three quarters. That's a lot of points for a normal NBA team, but for the Not Warriors, them. you know, usually they'd have about 85, you know, almost 90 at this point. So, obviously what Steph Curry does for that team is, you know, you can't overlook that. And his health for the playoffs is important. Steve Kerr might have to start resting him and, you know, considering, you know, they're we, to, we can't to afford get, to lose somebody else. They're about to get slapped with some fines if they do that. <laughs> can't be resting healthy right? players in Adam Silver's league. But then again, it's like they rest Curry and just blame the ankle. Everything will be all fine. That's true. That's true. So they can rest Steph, but everybody else they got play. You know what's funny? We record these episodes Thursdays and then release them Saturdays. But Friday night, always there's always something that happens on Friday night that I'm like, wow, I wish you could talk about this. It's like That's really, like, it was kind of really. Cool. The one night uh, we recorded it, Friday. right? Because it was like fresh. It was like, I mean, it's still fresh. Don't get me wrong. But it was just, you know, more of one of those things where it's like... It was always like one or two things. Like DeMarcus Cousins got hurt that Friday. Uh, I remember when the Heat lost to the Sixers that Friday. I wanted to talk about that and how Justice was a blue that shit. But there was another thing that happened, I think, last Friday that we wanted, I wanted to talk about too. Or no, last Friday we actually recorded. I think it was a Friday before. Whatever. <clears throat> and um, 
So, yeah, I think, you know, with basketball, we're just kind of waiting for these playoffs at this point. I mean, yeah. obviously in the Eastern – it's good that we're not waiting for the playoffs. I can't say we're just waiting for them because the playoff race is so close. So, it's like the playoffs kind of already started. You know, we got another early bird special of the playoffs this year where the bottom half of the wet – the bottom – Three to eight is fighting for, you know, contention seeding. And then the East, you know, four or five through eight is um, trying to get the best seed. They're all trying to get the best seed. So I, f- I feel like in the East, the teams that are going to be in the post in the postseason are already set. Right. It's just, it right. all comes down to seeding at this point. Because I feel like the drop off, right. like if you're six games back mm-hmm. and at this With point, this time, at this yeah. point in the season, Something's got to happen. Yeah, not, something's got to happen, though. I mean, I don't see you know, I don't see the Pistons winning ten straight and Milwaukee or us losing five straight. You know, yeah. um, not at this point in the season. I wanted to ask you because we never got into this, but how do you feel about the two minute, the the next day where the refs give the two minute report of <laughs> how it goes down and what they should have called, what they messed up on? Danny's giving me this face right now. I. You can't see me, but I'm shaking my fucking head. Because, first of all, the refs blew that game against Washington for us. Oh, yeah. Not not calling shit. They they didn't call that, that five seconds on the inbound pass. If Ridiculous. Anything, like, you miss a call like that when the score's tied with oh, like five man. seconds left. You gotta get fired or suspended. Honestly, give, like, give them a tie. Because you don't know how the game's gonna end. Seriously. They said they fouled Kelly Olenek as well. Yeah, on that, and he's uh, supposed to get two free throws, and they said they missed that. They missed the inbound play when they gave uh, Markeith Morris an extra two seconds to throw the damn ball in. Like, honestly, how can you still give Washington the W after that, and how can you still give us the L? Like, just give both teams a tie at that point. Like, because you don't know how those last ten, sec- those last ten seconds were going to end if it's tied. It could right. go either way. So, They're just like, you know – we screwed up, guys. My bad. Our bad. Well, we're not going to do anything. Our bad. Like, come on, guys. I mean, for something That's so just, crucial. It, it pisses me off. We got Coach Tony getting he, – he basically wants to curse on live TV, and mm-hmm. he's just, like, holding himself up. He probably up. should. It's his last year doing this shit anyway. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, nah, he's too classy. It pisses me off because they don't do a damn thing about it. They just say, oh, yeah, last night we missed this, 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 and this. Right. Uh, but we're going to do the same thing again tonight. And we're not going to change it. The team that got hurt from these missed calls, we're not going to change shit for them. Like I just don't see what their point is in doing it. I mean, what's the point in realizing you're wrong if if you're not going to do anything about it? You know, you're, you're going to point out the fact that – like you're basically saying it's okay for you guys to mess up because this isn't like, oh, you know, after the season we let everybody know what happened. This is like after every game – <laughs> There's like, like yeah, you wake up two, you shit. two or three reports every game that missed call here, missed call there, should have been a foul, you know, should have got a turnover, whatever, whatever. So it's pretty frustrating. Um, March Madness is upon us. It's already upon us. This, this, you know, teams fighting to get into the tournament, mm-hmm. you know, teams like Louisville, teams like Alabama. Um, I don't know if you saw, but about – an hour ago, Colin Sexton. So Alabama's down by yeah, they were down by one and four seconds left. Had to go full court. 
took a full court layup at the buzzer. And if they if they lost, they would have missed the tournament. So Colin Sexton's top five. Well, I think they possi- got, they've got to go in top ten. Po- yeah, depending on you know the seating and draft and what teams need. Because he can fucking play that kid. It never, you know, it all depends. Who needs a point guard? You know what I mean? Phoenix might go Colin Sexton. You never Phoenix know. Needs a point guard. I mean, Luka Doncic, I, I, I'd go there, but you never know. Yo, um, whoever fucking whoever gets Luka, bro, it's gonna be nasty. That kid is something else. I hope, you know, but there's no chance that Miami can move into the lottery. Because yeah, there's Luka and Dragic. They played for the Slovenian national team together. Yep. They won. They won that ship this summer, last summer. They, they called them uh, the Slovenian connection. I think that's what they call. <laughs> but whoever gets whoever gets Doncic, bro, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Now Duke, we just beat uh, Notre Dame in the ACC tournament. So we're gonna go ahead and place play North Carolina again. And we're going to play them in the semifinal. And then I guess we're going to play the winner of Virginia. I'm not exactly sure who they play. Did in the UNC semifinal. come back and beat Miami? Yeah. Oh, you Miami? Yeah. Like, like. Tonight. They were playing Miami tonight. Then, yes. Because I saw the score was like 16 to 3 at one point with like 10 minutes left in the first half. Really? Wow. 82 to 65. They beat Miami. Oh, shit. They came back. Uh, they put up a 50 point second half. So, mm. you know, it was 32 31 at the end of the second half. And then. 50 to 34 so they kind of just blew them out the gym but we did that to North Carolina uh, when we played them last week Duke is we by the way um, we played a good first half close and then second half we just blew them out the gates now will be the last time that we play them unless we play them in the tournament mm-hmm. um, and I think we're going to handle business ACC tournament we should be the champs uh, hold on to Virginia's win and then we just got to look forward to this tournament it's going to be fun covering it you know, there's going to be a lot of Cinderella stories. There's going to be a lot of buzzer beaters. There's going to be a lot of um, upsets. But you know, I think it's going to it's going to boil down to you know top teams in this in this year's tournament. I don't think there's going to be that sleeper team that gets to the final four this year. I think it'll be you know the normal Virginia, Duke, uh, Arizona, and you know, I mean, you never know where North Carolina is going to go or do, but. Uh, I think it'll be a big a big time final four. I don't think there's going to be any chance of like a super upset for the championship. Um, there's that for March Madness so far. We'll get more into that as the weeks go by and the tournament starts. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to brush up on this NFL. It's it's been driving me crazy there's ever since the shit, ever since bro. the season finished. Like I, I'm on Colts.com. I'm on you know Apple Podcasts, listening to daily updates and. Watching Chris Ballard interviews, you know, because that's what you do when you have a team. You're just emotionally invested and you want to see how you can turn this franchise around. We went 4-12 and last year and, you know, we have guys coming back from injury. We were plagued last year by injury and we have a number three draft pick. So with a new coaching staff, we're going to implement that run pass option on offense and, you know, bring in a new 4-3 defense so we're looking for faster players and things of that nature. I, just, I think it's just going to be fun. I'm, I'm going to watch one through seven, you know, all of our picks and keep my updates on because I truly think we're going to do good in this draft and find some young players. Uh, but to get into, like, free agency and, and trades and all that, obviously the other day Marcus Peters was traded to the Los Angeles Rams. 
And today, Aqib Tlaib gets traded to the Rams. And they signed Sam Shields. So that defensive back, it's 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 a veteran defensive backfield, which is good. And you know, but Marcus Peters is still he's in his prime. Marcus Peters right now. Keep Tlaib is probably on the tail end of his prime, but he's still a solid man-to-man coverage cornerback. Um, in a, I'd say, an easier division to defend receivers. You know, you're going to go against, you know, the best receiver in that division might be what Doug Baldwin, Larry Fitzgerald. I give him that right Probably now, Larry Fitzgerald. Larry, yeah, Larry. But Doug Baldwin, and then after that, I mean, toss up between Marquis or Marcus Goodwin. He just signed Marquis Goodwin. Just signed a three-year deal. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. So. He had more receiving yards this year than his first four years in Buffalo combined because they actually let him run real routes, <laughs> not just run down the field. Jimmy G came in five games and tore it up. Bet. <clears throat> um, the Seahawks are having a fire sale right now. Yeah. They, they, got, they got Earl Thomas on the trade lot. They got, they're trying to cut Richard Sherman. Well, they are going to. They're going to cut Jeremy Lane. So it actually cost them a draft pick in the uh, tech, the Texans trade for Dwayne Brown. Wow. So everyone's really happy that they're getting rid of him. Um, no Jimmy Graham. I heard they're meeting with Jonathan Stewart. Really? To try to beef up the backfield, yeah. Yeah, but that's um, so old. I know. Come on. You got to go younger if you're going to get – you're getting rid of all these guys, these veterans – you're going to bring – I mean, I'm not saying John, Jonathan Stewart's not a good running back. He's a great running back, and he's had a great career. You but younger. Exactly. Or find a – you know, draft somebody. You know, draft a running back. But they got to focus this draft now, you know, on edge rushing and, you know, maybe another cornerback because yeah, they, they have Shaquille, Shaquille Griffin, which is Shaquille's Griffin brother. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, as far as you, – you're even trading Jeremy Lane. So, they'll have to figure that out. Um, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Another – uh, top player that's gonna that has been cut, Demarco Murray. Mm-hmm. That was pretty interesting to see. You know, I don't I don't even know right now where I'd say that he fits, but a uh, couple teams looking for running back. He's thirty years old, but two years ago when the Titan, you know, when the Titans signed him uh, in twenty sixteen, he was the AFC's leading rusher with twelve hundred eighty seven yards. So he he's still play. yeah, he, he's and still I mean Derrick Henry. You know, Derrick Henry's a, a big running back, and he, he played really good last year. So I see why they're doing what they're doing. You know, they might go draft another back to help out with the loads. But as far as, you know, keep paying this, you know, veteran, we don't really need that they him. don't need him. Exactly. Yeah. I read that um, if C.J. Anderson gets cut by the Broncos, he'll immediately – I read that he would immediately sign with the Dolphins. Really? To be reunited with Adam Gates. I remember he wanted to sign with them, or the Dolphins wanted to sign him when he was a free agent. What was it, two years ago, I think it was? Yeah, I think so. Um, I thought that was interesting. Uh, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, <laughs> Le'Veon Bell. This is a funny story. Le'Veon Bell was threatening the Steelers that and saying, if you know you franchise tag me and we don't work out a deal, I'll just probably retire I'm not going to play for anything I believe is under my worth, all of this and that. Um, with Tuesday deadline passing with the franchise tag, they placed it on him. I mean, they're going to pay him $14.5 million this year. I wouldn't be complaining, but, I mean, to each his own and, you know, the caliber player he is, he gets to deserve what he believes he's worth, and he I don't blame like him on that. 16 mil, 17 mil I don't blame him on that. 
don't I mean, either. I think he's the best running back in football. So, I think he is too. I mean, he, you know, you kind of got to just here, you know. If if you guys – Steelers lost to uh, Jacksonville. Damn. Jacksonville. Um, but I know Antonio Brown restructured his contract. Um, but if you combine Anton- – like for this season, um, when you're talking about like a cap hit, Antonio Brown – Le'Veon and, and uh, Roethlisberger, their their cap hit combined is forty six million in between three players. I mean, I know the cap went up ten million from one sixty seven right. mil to one seventy seven right. mil, but that's a lot for three players. So it's, I mean, I feel like if you if you want to if you want to compete for a Super Bowl every year, that's, if you want to contend, you you need to. You got to be fair. You know what I mean. If you want if you want the team to be able to build. Like uh, build something around you and have pieces. Like, I mean, on, they'll, on pay you, they'll pay you. They'll pay you sixteen million a year, and then it's going to be you know you guys get to the AFC divisional again, and and you hopefully win or might lose, and then you know you don't have enough. You don't have that you know that that lockdown cornerback. You don't have you know Mike Mitchell. No discredit, but you know you don't have a Troy Polamalu anymore. Ryan Shazier went down. He's not going to play this year. That's a big piece of that defense. He's the best player on that defense, and and it's a big part of why they lost to Jacksonville, in my opinion. Um, you know, they, they don't have a defensive lineman in the middle, you know, solid. Their best know, player on defense Hayward, might be T.J. Watt, and he's going to be in his sophomore year when he uh, when the fucking season starts. So, he, he played on you know, it is a little selfish of Le'Veon, in my opinion. I do agree that, you know, I don't think he needs to settle. But as you said, I mean, it really comes down to com- com- contention or your paycheck, you know, and you're going to look at your teammates and, and say, you know, hey, I'm good. Or you got to look at them and say, you know, we're really hungry and I'm willing to restructure for you guys because That's I feel Antonio like. Antonio Brown did. Exactly. So keep Antonio on. Brown could easily be the highest paid player in the NFL. You could give him 20 million a year, highest paid by receiver. And not have a problem with that. You know, feel comfortable doing yeah. that because you know he's going to give you 1,500 yards from scrimmage. So, I mean, they. <laughs> You know, he he said he's not. He said he'll play. He's not going to hold out. That's what he's saying right now. Hopefully, you know, it bars true, and yeah. we'll see and go from there. Um, Over up in uh, Green Bay, we're we're waiting on Kirk Cousins to sign his deal. That's what Rodgers is waiting on until he, to see he that until number. he figures out a number that he wants. Um, but we're going to restructure his deal, which will save us cap space. Uh, which is good. We have to restructure Clay, restructure Jordy, probably restructure Cobb. Uh, we brought in Mo Wilkerson, right. who was recently let go from which the Which is Jets, a good pickup. He's still a solid be, player. Yeah, which would be a great pickup because he'd be playing under uh, Mike Pettin again, who mm-hmm. made him the player he is. Right. And I think he would beef up that fucking D-line. Um, I know he's meeting with the Saints next, which I'm a little worried. Yeah, they got a good defense there. They get him. They're That's building a big something piece. special down there in New Orleans. Big uh, piece. But they, I, would, I would love if we signed Mo Wilkerson. I know I follow a bunch of Packers uh, pages and shit on Twitter, and these guys, you know, they want us to see if we could throw our throw our, our name in, in right. uh, for Earl Thomas, Richard Sherman, some of these I guys. just know Earl Thomas has a, has a big asking price. Well, the Seahawks have a big asking price for Earl Thomas. Um, I mean, you're really talking two two good draft picks, maybe. You know, I mean, you know, we might be losing more than that. I don't know if we can afford him in the mix with everybody because you know we gave Haha that extension, right? And um, I mean, 
I, as much as I would love to keep Morgan Burnett. Right. Solid player. Yeah, I mean, we He's got, a strong safety, right? Yeah. And we've got Josh Jones coming up. He had a great year. Um, but, yeah, I hate to see him go. But if he goes somewhere, he's he better make some money because he fucking earned, he, right. he earned that shit because – that man could play. No, he did. He I, did. I love Morgan Burnett, bro. I'll always love him. So, we're going to go back to the combine now. Um, running back Darius Geis out of LSU. I know you saw it. Uh, at the combine, you know, they do the interviews and the team meetings did and all that. Did like men? Yeah, so those were one of the, that was one of the questions. And I guess his response was, it was pretty crazy. Uh, some people are really trying to get in your head and test your reaction. I go in one room and a team will ask me, do I like men just to see my reaction? I go in another room and they'll try to bring up one of my family members or something and tell me, hey, I heard your mom sells yourself. How do you feel about that? That's pretty crazy. I mean. Meanwhile, they're asking Baker Mayfield in Cleveland if he likes going to food trucks. <laughs> Is it a race thing? <laughs> Especially the shit with Lamar Jackson, everybody questioning right? his shit like, the NFL, are NFL wrote in statement, um, you know, here's a quote from the statement they wrote. They said, a question as such that is completely inappropriate and wholly contrary to the league workplace policies. Uh, the NFL and its clubs are committed to providing equal employment opportunities to all employees in a manner that is consistent with our commitment and diversity, uh, commitment to diversity and inclusion, state and federal laws and the CBA. We are looking into the matter, I guess. We'll just wait for uh, three weeks to go by the draft to excite everybody and everybody to forget about the fact that uh, he actually, you know, was asked that question. So <laughs> that, That's fucking I, ridiculous. I guess we could just leave it there as far as NFL. Um, I did want to get into a question that we had from Justin. It's another NFL question, and then after this, you know, we can move on. Uh, he said, for the top five picks in the NFL draft, which player do you have each team drafting and why? So I guess he wants a top five mock draft right now. And um, since you want it off the top of the head, then we're going to have to. Uh, I got to look up what the, the order is because I don't remember. It's, it's going to be Cleveland, New York, Indianapolis, Cleveland, and Buccaneers, is it? Tampa Bay? Or who's that five? Five. Denver. 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 Um, so, bar, okay, this is no trades, right? We'll just do no Assuming trades. Assuming everyone keeps their picks. Right. Which, excuse me, I think is not going to happen. But for the sake of the question, we'll go. Um, I can kick it off if you want. I think. Yeah, go ahead. It's going to be hard with the number one pick as far as seeing what Cleveland wants to do because Cleveland needs a quarterback, right? Um, and they haven't had much, much success with picking draft, you know, drafting quarterbacks. But there's Saquon Barkley there. And to me, if, if it's not Bradley Chubb, I think Saquon Barkley is the best player in this draft. Immediate impact. So I'm going to say – You want to go one, one, two, two. Let's do that. I'm going to say number one pick, Saquon Barkley to Cleveland. That was mine too. And the reason I say that is because I think there's there's a couple quarterbacks that, you know, Cleveland can choose from. They can see what, you know, the Giants do with their pick. 
they're still picking at four. So they get to pick their quarterback at four, you know, even if, if they don't get them at one. they know the Colts aren't taking a quarterback. Right. They know the Giants will take one. Right. But. There's still a couple more, you know. And I, I think number two, uh, Giants is, is going to be Josh Rosen. I think they'll go yeah. Josh Rosen. I was thinking Darnold. Darnold? Yeah. Better quarterback. Because I don't think they're going to need him to throw a pass this year. Assuming Elias stays, right. right. I'm pretty sure he will, but um, I don't know. I, the kids got. Oh, it's a toss up. It's also a toss up too because you know you can Josh throw any, any of their names in there. You could say Josh Allen as well. I mean, big big on quarterback, but I feel like Josh Rosen definitely fits the Giants system and what they're trying to do. Not to say Sam Darnold doesn't, but that's who I had the Broncos taking out. Sam Darnold, uh, uh, Josh Allen, yeah. At, oh, I don't know no. why. I feel like he'd be swaggy in Denver. Big arm quarterback. I mean, I think any big arm quarterback with a lot of potential is, is a good, you know, look at an Andrew Luck, for instance. My bad, Josh Rosen. Carson Wentz. To Denver. Or, Rosen to Denver. Josh Allen. Brown's taking him out four. So I know that for a So fact. I'm going number three, uh, Indianapolis Colts. I think it's pretty obvious that with Saquon, if, if this is obviously if Saquon Barkley is off the board. It's going to be obvious that we're going to pick Chubb, Chubb Bradley yeah. Chubb. And I could see us trading that pick back, but to stay in the top 10, just in case another you know team that wants a quarterback desperately wants to maybe give us a draft pick, you know, and just, you know, swap a pick and then get, we'll, we'll swap picks and they give us an extra pick or something like that. But if all holds Bradley Chubb, the most dominant player in this draft, um, Killed the combine, showed that he's the best defensive end at this draft by you know a wide margin, and you know it's an immediate impact and help where the Colts need because pass rush has been a problem for the last couple of years. Um, you know I know Jabal Sheard had a good year last year. We picked him up in free agency from New England, but Bradley Chubb is my number three. I mean Peyton Manning had Robert Mathis and Dwight Free, Andrew Luck. He's going to have Bradley Chubb. Right. That's going to be his dude. Hopefully, man. And I hope Andrew Luck can freaking stay healthy all freaking season. And, you know, I think we'll draft an offensive lineman that can protect him maybe in the later rounds. I mean, we have to. You know, we can't just ignore that. Um, So we'll see. Four, uh, back to Cleveland. And here's where they pick their quarterback. Here's where they pick Josh Allen. Here's where I go, Sam Darnold. Uh, I just think, in my opinion, I think you can trust Sam Darnold more. I feel like he's more pro-ready um, out of these, you know, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, and and himself. So I think the Cleveland Browns kind of get scared with picking, you know, risking a Josh Rosen or risk. Well, Josh Rosen would be gone at this point technically, but I think they'd be scared with risking a Baker Mayfield, risking a uh, – Josh Allen. So I'm going to go Sam Darnold. He's a pro-style quarterback. And he's matured. You know, he has the maturity and the attitude to, I think, lead a franchise to to good things in a few years. I mean, I know that it's going to suck because they're just throwing these quarterbacks into the whirlwind where I think Deshaun Kaiser, if you would have let him sit out a whole year, back up a good quarterback and, you know, learn, he'd be a decent quarterback. But obviously they threw him into the fire last year. With no other options. I mean, the fact that they drafted him where they did and passed up on Deshaun Watson. I still can't believe they passed. <laughs> do what you got to do, Cleveland. 
But uh, See, teams are going to make that mistake with Lamar Jackson passing on him, and he's he's, he's excited. Come. Yeah, I know. But um, who do you have that for? Josh Allen. I got them taking Josh Allen because he's got the best arm. Josh Rosen or Josh Allen? Josh Allen. Okay. From Wyoming. Because he's got the best arm in this draft. And I think just based – I feel like it would be the most Browns thing to do to just draft this kid because he can throw the ball 75 <laughs> yards. I Fuck it. That's true. That's how I'm feeling. Uh, and we'll go number five, obviously Denver. Uh, they need, this they need a this kind of – this kind of matter – this kind of, you know, depends on Kirk Cousins. And if Kirk I mean, Cousins go to Minnesota, Kirk signs there in Denver, I think they might draft that kid from Notre Dame, that guard. The guard, yeah. Nelson. But I think Nelson. If, if they if they miss out on Kirk, they probably go quarterback. Yeah. So so if they miss out on Kirk, I think they go uh, Broncos. Oh man, I mean, you know, you have Baker Mayfield sitting there, and I haven't picked Josh Allen. So I think you have Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield. Um, it's tough. I think Baker Mayfield is going to fall a little bit just due to his attitude, and, you know, that he he say she say about him. Uh, so Josh Allen's going to be my number five pick to Denver in what I don't think will work out in the first you know first two years, but that's just my opinion. So there, Justin. There's your uh, top five. From Mel Kiper and uh, <laughs> Todd McShane. He would have given us uh, his, too. We'll ask him. If he was here, yeah. So the Cardinals asked Tyron Matthew to take a pay cut. We'll just get into that real quick. And honestly, I don't think he should because, first of all, he's the best player on that deep wall. Happy. Yeah. He's Second best player. Yeah. Set, tied for second on the team, fair to say, with Larry Fitzgerald at the tail end of his career, and I'd still give him the respect that you know top top three. So definitely the top three player on the team. They're asking him to take a pay cut. They don't even have a franchise quarterback. Their their direction is is completely you know out of direction. They don't have a solid defense for anything, um, and you know their running back situation is even well actually I'm sorry <laughs> David Johnson's coming back mm-hmm. we forgot about him this year but other than you know Larry Fitzgerald John Brown and and Nelson two smaller dudes but hey so I think if if they're you know consistent with this Matthew can you take a pay cut Matthew can't take a pay cut he might just you know, no, and they, they they might have to end up cutting. That's, that's not the dude you ask. Or you trade? Yeah, I would. I would. I'd feel ashamed. I'd feel like like uh, Amy asking you for your car back. <laughs> <laughs> like, you serious right now? Like, like bugging. Yo, I know. Bugging. Yo, I know the answer, bro. Yo, Tyrone, you think you take a pay cut? Fuck out of my face, please, bro. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that pretty much wraps things up for this episode. We'll have more to talk about as, obviously, the combine results and pro days are coming up. Um, the draft is going to be coming up in April. We'll just keep talking about that. Free agency is going to start next week, 4 p.m. on the 14th. Everybody have their phones and alerts ready. Um, and NBA, NBA over this next week is going to be really crucial. And uh, I know when you guys hear this, Saturday night or Saturday afternoon, whatever the case may be, there's going to be a uh, 
obviously primetime NBA game, which is going to be between I don't know versus I don't know, but I can find out. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll find that out for you. What's March 10th? Saturday. By the way, March 10th is this Saturday, and it's going to be six years that I've been with Daniela. Woo! I wish I knew the feeling. Don't worry. <laughs> You're, you, you were almost there. Hold on. I, 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 I promised them I'll tell them the Saturday in the primetime game. Uh, Heat Wizards? Yeah, right. Is it going to be Boston? No, that was last week. I'm sorry, guys. I truly have no idea. But I'm going. All right, I'm going on NBA.com before I finish this episode because it's pretty bothering me right now. Oh, by the way, Derrick Rose signed with the Timberwolves for their playoff push. Whippy. Just kill him already at this point. (laughs) (laughs) You know Thibs gonna have him playing 38 minutes a game. All right, San Antonio plays Oklahoma City Thunder. In, in, in Oklahoma City, and uh, Westbrook's going to go off for a triple-double. The Marcus Aldridge will have 27 points and uh, 11 rebounds. Hot take. Count it. Hot take. Follow us on Twitter at Julian Gorris. Follow Danny on Twitter at Zone6Dan. And um, like the pod, subscribe, share it, tell your friends, tell your friends' friends, tell your mama. <laughs> we out. Sorry, nigga. I'm trying to come home. Yeah. Sorry, nigga. I'm trying to come home. Well, the walls are talking to me, and I know you think I'm wrong. But sorry, nigga. I'm trying to come home. Hey. Now when the phone starts to click in, your words start to echo. Say you gotta hang up, but that man won't let go. Say it ain't so Now we speaking on some niggas that he say he ain't know We used to steal dirt bikes Dodge raindrops So close niggas thought we had the same pops Graduated getting money on the same blocks But things change when we ain't end up in that same box Hearing whispers It ain't adding up Giving you the jailhouse talk but you ain't mad enough I never thought I'd be the last man standing up I never thought I'd have to question where you man enough Long letters how the streets got the best of you Telling all your sellies how come I ain't sitting next to you Yeah, see I can read between the lines So it's awkward when you call and I gotta press five Sorry nigga, I'm trying to come home Sorry nigga, I'm trying to come home I think the feds are looking through me Can't you hear it in my tone? So then sorry nigga, I'm trying to come home Hey, Got me tiptoeing through the conversation on our calls Trying to act normal but the writing's on the walls It's like I hear you smiling when you heard they hit the wall But I just let it ride so I don't be the next to fall They saying Terry I'm in getting money while I'm gone And won't he trying to holler at my bitch when I was home Nah, he's selling cars, it be him in Lil' Rome I'm just trying to offset what he was saying on my phone Nowadays, niggas don't need shovels to bury you Pointing fingers like pallbearers, how they carry you So much for death before dishonor Might as well have a rope
and gabble like your honor I just sit and wonder Play it by the numbers When you ride like lightning Then you crash like thunder Seeing your baby mama She ain't even know if she should speak What the fuck is there to say Knowing her king's now weak Saying Sorry nigga I'm trying to come home Yeah Sorry nigga I'm trying to come home Well the walls are talking to me And I know you think I'm wrong But sorry nigga I'm trying to come home Hey Let's talk real niggas Let's speak real nigga How many niggas you know snitching you ain't killed nigga Covered his own tracks He didn't care that We had a legacy he killed I got to wear that Every move we ever made is getting stared at I bet the man inside his mirror doesn't stare back Break your heart when a man you call your brother Be the same when it's set in motion All them undercovers Called my mom, mother Was at my graduation When I signed my record deal You was my motivation uh, From great friends Now it's no affiliation Divided by the time he was facing Once he told me that Sorry nigga I'm trying to come home 